couples and no, several no. families live in the house together. People will throw that at you when you speak of uh, being like the old people. Well, if that wasn't it, they were probably not able to do any better, but they had that love of God in their heart that they wanted to get out and tell somebody else about it. But that spirit that they had in their heart and that thing that God had revealed to them and sent them out into the world with, it's the thing today that's going to save our souls. Well, uh, I have been thinking, everybody bear with me just a little, and I tell our folks at home, and I'll tell you, every one of you, when I have the privilege to speak to our people or to a congregation, there's first a prayer in my heart. Lord, what will you have me to say? What will you have me to do? I know that the gospel that sanctified people's gone out into the world with, I know it'll take it. It's uh, to save our souls. And I know it's a persecuted way. And I know that God wants us to stand up for what we know is right with the spirit of meekness. I've seen too many things, brothers and sisters, where people would have a, a right, might say, a pulling on the right end of the string with a kind of an ugly spirit. You know what God says? He says, the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink. It ain't in what we know about the thing, but it's how we live. That's right. Though I have the gift of prophecy, and understood all mysteries. And though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as a sounding bass or a tinkling cymbal. Well, I'll get back on the subject. I wanted to preach a little about uh, the qualifications of a Christian. And as I preached this and as I studied on it, and as I got my Bible down this morning and got on my knees. I ask God to help today that something might be said or done that will cause our people to dig down into the Word of God, not go after the privileged things of this life. Do you know that the, 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 I heard old brother Dennis say one time, I've heard brother Elliot speak of him, and he was with the people that preached to me too. I heard him say one time, the first thing an old buzzard will do will pick the eyes out of a carcass. Well, when we get our eyes blinded, we're apt to go the wrong way. But first I'll speak of Moses. God sent Moses down to deliver the children of Israel. He began to say, Lord, I'm not eloquent, and I can't speak, and I can't do so and so. And he asked him, who made man's mouth? Who made man's mouth? Who made us? But Moses, when the Lord persuaded him to go or talk to him, he made his choice. He says he chose rather. Says when he come to the age, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. Is that the way we feel about it today? There is a reproach. If we serve God, everybody's not going to speak well with us. And I read over here where. David, in speaking about it, says, uh, Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? Who shall 
dwell in thy tabernacle or in thy holy hill or something to that amount. Anyway, it says, He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, he that taketh not up and reproacheth not his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor. This mind shall dwell in the holy hill. Otherwise, we might not dwell there. Well, I don't feel like taking up a reproach against my neighbor, but I do feel like the reproach of Christ is greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. Somebody say, well, now, maybe you're just trying to justify yourself. We're going to take the word of God for it. If our people, if our people, was thrust out into the world with the gospel. Yeah. Jesus Christ yesterday the same, to the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't believe he changes, and I believe if we change and take in this and begin to take in this, and that when we begin to take in things, we're crowding out That's something right. to be in. As we take in things that don't belong in Christ's sanctified holy church, we're crowding out That's the very right. thing that's going to save our souls. Blessed is the man that's persecuted for righteousness. Praise the Lord. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you, speak evil against you, separate you from their company. For the name of Christ says, Happy are ye, says, Rejoice ye in that day, and leap for joy, for great is your reward, which is in heaven. For so persecuted, so your fathers persecuted the prophets that were before you. But woe unto you when all men speak well of you, or so the people did of the false prophets. Well, uh, what I'm trying to get at, God wants us to live right, regardless to what comes or goes. Suppose that uh, we say that we've got to live without sin in order to make it to heaven. The world don't think so. But they persecute us and say a lot of things about us. Does that justify us then in order to be an example to the world that we might bring them, leave this off and leave this doctrine off and kind of go their way that we might bring them in? Will that bring them in? We might be persecuted. You might be persecuted for righteousness' sake. Well, is there, would you be a setting a good example to yield to your persecutors, the people that are speaking evil on you? Would that be... You, you to pacify the offense? No. Would that be the right thing? No. No. I just want to say right here, I love God. Yeah. And uh, what I do, I do it with love and my heart for everybody. And if there's anybody, as I've heard people say here, that don't understand anything that I'm doing or any doctrine that I preach, I'd be glad to talk to you on the outside. That's just the way I feel about it. Well, here's a little something I had in my mind. Now, everybody pray. Now, David was a man after God's own heart. I'm getting back now to what, uh, how we've got to live. David was a man after God's own heart, and God dealt with him. And God has promised us even the sure mercies of David. David was a merciful man, even when Saul rose up against him. David knew that he was anointed king. Did he not know it? And he knew that God was going to establish him. When he was, he didn't uh, buck up against Saul, but he tried to get out of his way. And when he went in that cave and Saul's men come in there, David's men says, there is your chance. The Lord has delivered your enemy into your hand. Go take his life. David 
Wouldn't do it. No, he wouldn't. That's right. But he did go up and cut the skirt of his garment. Was that right? And his heart smote him for that. He says, God forbid that I should put my hand against the Lord's anointing. You know today, if I live right, if you live right, God's going to take care of you. Is that right? God forbid that I should raise my hand against the Lord's anointing. That's just the way I feel about it. God will take care of What did he say with a few? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, when there was few men in the land and went from one nation to another, he says, do my prophets no harm. Touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm. For he that touches you touches the apple of his eye. Well, they were not of the nations, was they? When Balaam, when uh, Balak sent for Balaam to come down there and curse the children of Israel. And he went up there and viewed the children of Israel. He says, how can I defy whom God has not defied? How can I curse whom God has not cursed? But says, let my last days be like his. And let me die the death of the righteous and let my last days be like his. Balaam says, why, I sent you, sent for you to curse the children of Israel. You've all together blessed him. He says, I can't go beyond the word of the Lord. Now, here's something else that I had thought about. This is to you and to me. I believe God thinks just as much of me today and just as much of you as he did of Abraham. But there come a time God had given Abraham two sons, the one by a bondwoman, and the other by free. But as then, as it is now, he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit. And what says the scripture? says, cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with with the son of the free. But there come a time, Abraham pled for Ishmael, but the Lord says, hearken unto Sarah thy wife. It shall not be grievous to you. But there come a time, the Lord says, Abraham, Abraham. He says, here am I. He says, take thy son. Now this is some more of the things that God requires out of people that love him better than anything else. Take thy son, thine only son, whom thou lovest, and offer him up for a sacrifice. Take him over yonder to a place that I'll show you. That's right. Abraham rose early in the morning. He saddled him out. He took two of his servants, I believe, anyway, he took some servants and his son Isaac. And they went the third day. Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place. Sister's servant says, You abide here. Says, I and the lad will go yonder and worship and return again. Abraham had lots of faith in him. He, he, he accounted God able to raise him up even after he had slain him. But I don't believe Abraham saying that that he had his mind not to slay him. But as they went on, you know how the story goes? Isaac says, my father, he says, here I am, son. He says, behold the wood and the fire. He says, where is the sacrifice? He says, my son, God will provide him a sacrifice. Will he provide for us today? Yes, he will. He did then. God will provide himself a sacrifice. And as he went on, Abraham bound his son Isaac. He laid the wood in order, 
he bound his son and put him on the altar. Right. Raised his knife to slay him. The angel called from heaven says, Abraham, Abraham, says, here I am. Says, lay not thy son, hand on thy son. Now I know that you love me because you love me. Help your son, your only son, whom you love. He that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not up his cost daily and follows me is not worthy of me. Is that right? Does God want us to love him better than anything else? Someone spoke of Job here this morning, how that his own wife uh, uh, told him to curse God and die. Job was a man that God dealt with. Job was a man that God had blessed with the comforts of life and with the riches of his word. And and he was a man of great influence and a man that did the will of God. And uh, his steps, he says, in rehearsing his life, he says his steps were washed with butter in there. All of the rivers of oil really? flowed before yeah. him, and when he went out into the streets, the aged stood up, and yeah. the princes put their hands on yeah. their mouth. God, Job was a wonderful man, and God had blessed him. But there come a time when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Satan came also among the sons of God. Did you know he's among them today? He's around seeking whom he may devour. The Lord says, uh, Satan, whence comest thou? says from going up and down in the earth he says uh, have you considered my servant Job he's a perfect and an upright man one that feareth God and eschureth evil yeah he says does Job fear you for naught says just put forth your hand and touch what is God and he'll curse you to your face he says what he's got in thy hands but touch not him that's right do you know that the Satan can just go as far as the Lord allows him? Satan can go just as far as God allows him. I'll get back on that in a minute, but I thought about the disciples when they were brought before the council and they were beaten and, uh, and persecuted and spoken of, told them not to speak in that name anymore and they, they were threatened and that great teacher of the law Gamaliel, he was there with him, and he says, put the apostles aside just a little bit. And he advised the counselors, says, take heed what you're going to do to these men. He says, if this work be of man, it'll come to naught anyhow. And if it be of God, says that you, you, you cannot fight against the worker. Do not put your hand against it, lest happily be found to fight against God. Well, do you know that's just the way it is? If this work is of man, it doesn't matter what it is, it's going to come to naught. And if it's of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest happily you be found to fight against God. I have an idea that the Jews, uh, uh, you know, they were kind of a jealous people. They wanted the kingdom to belong to them, just like Korah did, you know. And people, they, they rose up, and uh, Moses was making himself a lord over them, as they said. But anyway... Uh, we'll get back to Job. Job's uh, the enemy come and took everything he had. First they come and says, did you know that your camels are down here or your sheep or whatever it is, you know how it goes. And uh, the Chaldeans come and different things happen. And they, 
they have taken them away and they slain all your servants as I'm left alone and I tell thee. And here comes someone else while they're still speaking. Why, the camels are down there and the uh, different people have made out three bands and they took them and they've done so and so and I'm just left alone, just one alone to, to yeah. tell you the news. They slayed your servants. And uh, lo and behold, while they were yet speaking, one come and says, your sons and your daughters. Yeah, right. You know that Job, when his sons and daughters met, they had a custom to meet him every once in a while in uh, different ones' houses and uh, for a feast. And Job would sanctify, he'd send up a prayer for him and an offering for him, lest they might curse God in their heart. And he didn't want that to happen. But here come in the service says, did you know that your sons and daughters was down there in your elder brother's house and uh, the fire of heaven fell or something happened and it just consumed all of them. The whole thing's gone and I alone am escaped to tell you the news. Job arose, shaved his head, I believe it says, and put on sackcloth and ashes, fell down and worshiped. Yes, he says, Naked came I out of my mother's womb. Naked shall I return thither. God giveth and God hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Can we say that? Are we willing to stand if everybody turns against us? Are we willing to hold up the bloodstained banner and say, Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord? And the very God of peace sanctify you holy. I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless to the coming of the Lord. Are we able to stand? I can stand all right if you'll stand with me. You know what Paul says? He says, In my first place, in no man's notwithstanding, God stood by me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be heard to reach and to pull. Have we got that determination? Do we love God? My first answer, no man stood with me. This Moses was talking about a while ago, there come a time when he was up on that mound and God delivered him them ten commandments on those tables of stone and he come down and the children of Israel, or they'd begin to say, this Moses, we don't know what's become of him, we'll just make us another ruler. Well, he's come out of the ordinary, he's out of, we'll just make us another ruler and we'll just go back down to Egypt. And they were just a having a big time about it. And the uh, Lord said to Moses, go back down there. Go back down there and see about your people, for they're serving idols. Moses went down there. Seemed like it kind of provoked him. When he saw what was done, he threw the tables down and broke them. He got that calf that Aaron had made. He ground it in the fine powders and put it in the brook and made them drink it. Did he stop there? Heard Uncle Walt Hanley say it. He used to just do me good to hear him talk on that subject. Got out and made a mark. Says all that's on the Lord's side, come over here. And the tribe of Judah came over. Now he says, didn't stop it. That says, gird on your sword and slay every man, his brother and companion. Can we do it? Do we love God well enough to do that? You know, the Bible says, take heed to thyself and to the doctrine and continue in them, for in so doing thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Everybody might not hear us, but we'll save them that do hear us. See, did I get through with Job? Got too much to talk about this morning. Everybody... Pray for me anyway. Lord, you uh, Job, you know, the devil come back. He wasn't satisfied with that when he didn't get Job that way. 
They come back. Yes, Sons of did. God came to present themselves, and Satan come along again. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what are you doing here? Well, I'm walking up and down in the earth and going to and fro in it. Have you considered my servant Job? Yeah. Says a perfect and an upright man. Although thou movest me against him, he still holdeth his integrity. Yeah. You know, uh, the Lord gave and the Lord take away and yeah. says, In all this, Job sinned not. Yeah. Have you considered him? He didn't sin. You said he would, but he didn't do it. Oh, yeah, but this is uh, all a man's got he gave for his life. But just put forth your hand and touch his flesh and his bone. He'll yeah, curse you. Right. All right, says he's in your hand, but save his life. Yeah, that's right. Satan couldn't take his life, could he? No, he couldn't. Says just save his life. And he went and smote him with balls from the crown of his head to the sole of his foot. And how he uh, sat down among the ashes and took pots, heard to scrape himself yeah. with all, and... Uh, how he began to talk, and here come his wife about the next thing. Says, do you still retain your integrity? Yeah. Says, curse God and die. He says, you speak like one of the yeah. foolish women. Yeah. says, shall we receive good at the hand of the Lord and not evil? Why, God sends the rain on the just and on the unjust. He made the good and created the evil, and he'll send things on us to try us sometimes. Well, is, are we going to make it in on flowery beds of ease? Well, you all know how the story goes. Job's yeah. three friends come, supposed yeah. to be his friends, and instead of comforting him, they begin to try to condemn him. Yeah. And Job would talk and tell how he felt and all. Well, if you're so-and-so, well, God would bless you this way and thus and so. And uh, Job, everyone would probably say, well, uh, let me speak a while and then just mark on. Says you're all miserable comforters. <laughs> and yeah. at the wind up, wind up of it, why, the Lord spoke to Job's three friends. He says, go to my servant, Job. <laughs> and offer up, offer up an offering. says, you've not spoke the things right, that's right as my servant, Job, has. No. says, you go back to him and make an offering. And when they did, why, then the Lord heard Job. Yes, yes. The Lord heard Job. didn't say he heard them, no. but he heard oh, Job. That's right. Job, uh, when he's speaking about how the Lord had blessed him and how the elders would rise up and so on, and the princes put their hand on the mouth, and he sought the cause of the widow he sought out, and different ones, his eyes to the blind, and feet to the lame, and so on. But this time come upon him, and it didn't stop at just his three friends, but he says, Now they that are younger than me have me in derision. Yes, yes says they, they, they forbid, forbear not to spit in my face. Did Job sin for that? No, Did he turn right. back? But no, he still held to his integrity. Did God bless him? If we do what we do in the fear of God, will God bless us? Is that right? Am I right? Yes, that's right. Listen, I haven't read anything, have I? And when David, uh, now this is a man after God's own heart. I've had several scriptures to read, but I don't expect I'll get to all of them. But uh, when David came to... They hear him. I might not speak all these words. I'm not a, didn't have the privilege of uh, going through college and so on. And a lot of things, especially these words in the Old Testament, I might not speak so well. But uh, Peter and John wasn't so well educated, I guess. The people perceived that they were ignorant, unlearned men, but they perceived that they'd been to Jesus and then learned of him. And when... David came to this place, I'll not try to call it again, Behold, thence came out a man of the family of the house of Saul, whose name was Shimei, 
the son of Gera, he came forth and cursed still as he came. And he cast stones at David and at the servants of the king David and all the people and all the mighty men were on his right hand and on his left. Can we stand if that comes to pass? Yes, the Lord, help them. Simeon says, you bloody man. God's required what you've done to Saul. David hadn't done a thing to Saul. He tried to stay on his way. But Saul persecuted him and and, uh, sought his life. But I thought about it when he smote Saul's garment and he went out and called him. And Saul turned back and says, Is that thy voice, my son David? And he asked him why he was out there, why he was taking the the judgment of men and so on. And that proved to him that he wasn't seeking his hurt, that he desired his welfare, and Saul wept. And says, I know the kingdom, George. That was a matter all the time. Saul wanted the kingdom to call to his son. But it was David's of the Lord. Well, David didn't exalt himself against Saul and say the kingdom's coming to me and I'll do thus and so, but he let the Lord work, didn't he? You know, the Lord, well, that was Old Testament days, but uh, I believe the Apostle Paul says that Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. And if your enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink, for him so doing, thou shalt he cold the fire on his head. And, but it says, our God is a consuming fire. God will work for us. Well, David here, uh, he, wouldn't, uh, he didn't want to defend himself. Listen here what he says. After he spoke to Saul about Saul over there, and thus said, Shimei had all the... Those wonderful men now, the great rulers, you might say, on his side, on his right hand and on his left. And thus said Shimei when he cursed, Come out, come out, thou bloody man, thou man of Belial. Well, everybody knows David wasn't a man of Belial. But uh, they accused him of it. The Lord hath returned upon thee all the blood of the house of Saul, in whose stead thou hast reigned. And the Lord hath delivered the kingdom into the hand of Absalom thy son. And behold, thou art taken in thy mischief, because thou art a bloody man. Bloody. Then said, Abishai, hey, here's one of David's men there, uh, the son of Zeruiah, unto the king, Why should this dead dog curse the, yeah. curse my lord the king? Let me go over, I pray thee, and take off his head. David, that's the way he felt about yes, it. But sir. David didn't feel that way, did he? No, that's no, kind of no. like it was when Abraham and Lot, they were traveling together, and the strife was so uh, much between their servants, not yes. between Abraham no, and Lot, them. but it was between their herdsmen and uh, Abraham says, let, let not strife come between us and thee. The land's before us. You choose which land you take, and whichever you go, I'll go the other way. Lot lifted up his eyes and looked towards Sodom. He yeah. saw that it was land that was well watered and good for cattle, and he chose to go that way. And David, he took the watered valley. David Abraham. says, I'll, uh, Abraham. Abraham, I'll just take the old hillside. And when Lot was gone, the Lord appeared to Abraham again, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. If ever place the sole of your foot you tread upon it to be yours. That's right. Ain't nothing like a 
living for the Lord, is he? Can I go over and take off? Why, let me go over and take off that dead dog's head. Listen to what the king said. Then the king said, What have I do to do with you, ye sons of Uriah? So let him curse, because the Lord hath said unto him, Curse David. What shall, what shall then, who shall then say, Wherefore dost Wherefore thou dost thou done so? And David said to Abisha and to all the servants, Behold my son, which came forth out of my bowels, seeketh my life. How much more shall may this Benjamite do it? Let him alone, let him curse, for the Lord hath bidden him to do it. That sounds funny, don't it? Lord has bidden him to do it. Listen to what David said. That's kind of like Abraham when he went over that offer of his son. That's right. Uh, David knew that uh, everything was going to work out all right for him. Don't you believe it? Yeah, I believe he did right. too. Here's what he said. It may be that the Lord will look on mine afflictions and that the Lord, it may be that the Lord will look on mine afflictions and that the Lord will require, requite me good for his cursing this day. Did he do it? Yes, he did. Yes, he did yes, do it. He right. did do it. That's right. Well, uh, I feel encouraged this morning. Yeah. There's other scriptures that I wanted to read. <coughs> but God requires a holy life out of us. That's right. Now, uh, we're not going to be spoken well of in every circumstance of life. And I say, too, again, to our church, uh, this is, uh, this is what concerns us, and I believe today it's just like it was when uh, Balaam went down there to curse the children of Israel. He says, they shall dwell alone. They'll not be reckoned among the nations. I'm afraid today, I say I'm afraid today, that we'd like to be reckoned among the nations. Anyway, we're bringing things, allowing things to creep into our church that our fathers and mothers, Praise some of them out here on the old hillside, and some that have passed on years ago, the things that they said shall not come, they're creeping in today. So, and the love and power of God and the thing that our people went out with and the, and the way that God blessed them, the spirit that was in their heart that caused them to come out from among the, the people and be a separate people and touch not the unclean thing cause them to believe in Jesus Christ yeah, that he was right. the savior of the world and that he destroyed the works of the devil and he was a foundation and except we build on him we have our foundations not good that's the gospel our people preached ain't it well somebody say that used to be the doctrine of the church but it ain't anymore if it's the doctrine of the Bible it better be the doctrine of the church yeah, that's ain't right. it that's right better be the doctrine of the church. So. If God's word upholds the thing, you and I will have to bow to it or we'll have to bid heaven farewell. Is that right? That's right. Well, and, uh, I feel this morning that we're not going to get pats on the back, but I'm not, uh, persecutions altogether is not going to save us. But do you know that the Bible says that all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution? And Paul in preaching to Timothy, writing to Timothy over there, begin to tell him how he'd been persecuted at different places, but says, out of them all the Lord delivered me, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Every prophet that we have any account of that uh, have always been persecuted. Well, as I say, that ain't going to save us, but we're not going to be saved without it. Is that right? 
if we conform to this world and uh, and uh, I'd like, just like to be reckoned of the nations, I'd like to be called all of my brothers and sisters, Rabbi, Rabbi. Yes. Uh, that kind of a spirit is not going to make it in heaven. If it's in me or if it's in you, it doesn't matter where it is. When the sons of Korah rose up over there and... Uh, Moses and Aaron and the saints of God that he'd sent down there to deliver the people and how that God had dealt with them and done many miracles in the wilderness and that give them bread to eat and water to drink and all these kind of things. Uh, then the people rose up against Moses and Aaron and says, well, you'll take too much on you. All the congregations holy. And uh, did you know there's 250 in the men of the princes that stood with him? 250 of the princes of the heads of the, of the tribes of Israel that stood with him in this uh, you take too much on you and uh, well all the congregations holy Moses didn't say uh, this is my business I'll attend to it but he fell on his face yes, he, did. Yeah, that's right. he talked to God about it what did God tell him says tomorrow I'll show you I'll show you who the Lord accepts and who he don't he told them to bring their censors and what all to do and so on and he sent for a couple of them down there, they wouldn't come. He had to go down there near it, opened up the mouth and swallowed them right on. If they yeah, didn't come. That's right. Sure it. You know, I believe that the God that lived in olden times is just the same as yeah, 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 yeah. Now, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship, yeah. one with the other, right. and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Back to our church. Our people say, I don't know much about the Methodist church, but other churches, at least they must have been more right than they are now, and they wouldn't ordain uh, people that wasn't sanctified and different things, that they preached holiness, but now you can't tell them from, uh, from the world. And uh, it's just about getting that way with our folks in some ways. We go out and we partake of little things that our father said, don't do it. They are... Uh, sons of uh, Rechab, the uh, Rechabites, the son of Jonadab, uh, Jonadab, the son of Rechab, anyway, they were the Rechabites, the Lord told Jeremiah, says, call them in the house of God and set wine before them. The uh, people of God drank wine. It didn't seem to be uh, anything out of the ordinary, but what I'm trying to get at Jonadab commanded his tribe not to do these things. So right. don't drink wine. Don't build houses and don't do so and so, but dwell in tents and be so and so that the Lord may bless you. Well, when Jeremiah, that was several years after this, when Jeremiah called him into the house of the Lord and he uh, set wine before him and they refused to drink. Oh, says, we won't drink any wine. What's the matter? John Adab, our father, the son of Rechab, he commanded us not to do it and not to do these things and says, we have observed his rules up until this day. What did the Lord say? He told Jeremiah, says, I shall because uh, the Rechabites have observed the words of their father and have not done these things, says, I shall not be a man forever. The tribe of Jonadab shall not want a man forever to stand before him, but says, uh, I have sent prophets to Israel, rising up early and sending them, and they have refused to obey. Now, children, I'm telling you, we might think these little frivolous things don't amount to anything, but little foxes destroy the vine, and uh, 
If we walk in the light as he is in the light, that gives us fellowship. Well, uh, I don't see any harm in so-and-so, and it doesn't concern you uh, what I do. It does concern yes, us. It does. it does concern us. If the church says, don't do these things, and our fathers that come out and says, don't do these things, but do this, do what the Lord says do, but don't do these little things that severs uh, our confidence and our fellowship, you'll be better off to leave that off. Well, uh, we might not uh, think that. We might uh, think, well, I've got just as much right to my opinion as they had to theirs, but what's the matter? I believe today that if we'll all humble ourselves, be willing to do what God says do, let it be little or much. I believe God will give us the blessing. Ain't that right? And we'll have fellowship one with the other. Well, I'll say again that I am glad to be here. And I am not at all discouraged. And I'm not trying to do anything. Everybody, listen, I guess you are listening. I'm not trying to do anything through self-will. No. Or because to show you I can do so and so. But what God says do, let us do it. Yeah. Is that right? That's right. You might say, well, uh, I don't think, Lord, lead you to do so and so. We, we look at a lot of people, if we were the judge, why, we wouldn't go that way. But God looketh on the heart. That's right. Is that right? Man looketh on the outward appearance, but God looketh on the heart. And I still say that Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, and everybody pray for me. Amen.